Alaska, the last frontier. At nearly 664,000 square miles, it is easily the largest U.S. state. Larger than California, Texas, and Montana combined. Now despite its massive size, only 10% of Alaska is inhabited, leaving a vast majority of the state unexplored. Parts of Alaska are located above the Arctic Circle and can go months without a sunrise, left to darkness under night skies that come alive with colors that dance and glow for miles. It's these facts and anomalies that make Alaska a perfect place for strange and mysterious things to happen. Things like people vanishing without a trace. In fact, Alaska has more unsolved disappearance cases than anywhere else in the United States. There are many legends here, passed down by generations of early settlers and native Alaskans. Tales of demons in the skies and creatures that roam the lands and waterways of the last frontier perhaps as a way to explain the unexplainable, or the events they had witnessed that had no logical or earthly reasons for how they could have occurred. So in this episode, we will enter Alaska and hear some of her strangest unsolved cases and the folklore legends that may offer unconventional explanations for each of them. So sit back and prepare to enter the last frontier and disappear to Alaska. Our first unsolved cases happen high above the rugged terrain of Alaska, where even there, the unexplained happens, and airplanes vanish without a trace. Leaving us to title these cases, there is something strange in the skies over Alaska. It was on January 26th of 1950 that a four-engine Douglas C-54 airplane took off from Elmendorf Air Force Base near Anchorage, Alaska, carrying 36 passengers and eight crew members to Great Falls, Montana, where it was scheduled to land later that evening. At 3.09 p.m., two hours after the C-54 took off, the co-pilot, Major Gerald Britton, checked in with the radio tower to say the flight was on schedule, having just crossed over the Yukon-Alaskan border. 250 miles from the Yukon capital of Whitehorse. After that check-in, no one would hear from the flight crew again. What happened to the plane after that final check-in remains a mystery to this very day. When the C-54 didn't arrive in Great Falls as planned and did not respond to repeated radio calls, a massive air and ground search was conducted. The search effort was so extensive that within 72 hours of the last radio contact with the C-54, U.S. and Canadian joint military forces had searched over 55,000 square miles of land looking for the missing plane. In total, over 7,000 military personnel converged on the Alaska-Yukon territory for the search effort. But as a result of bad weather during the searches, three different search planes had crashed, and although there were no fatalities as a result, search efforts were scaled back. There were reports from witnesses that claimed to have seen the plane go down near the town of Snag. However, nothing was found in wide-ranging searches of that area. One of the searchers, Master Sergeant Robert Espy, whose pregnant wife Joyce and infant son were passengers on the missing plane, spoke with the Canadian press about what he believed to the C-54. He said, quote, 
I believe the plane is lost near Snag or close to Whitehorse. It could have had a normal ditching procedure in a clearing, and if it did, I'm sure my wife and son are still alive. Espy also added that he had been doing a lot of praying for their safe return. Less than a month later, on February 20th, 1950, all of the passengers and crew of the missing C-54 were presumed dead. It was the same day the official search efforts concluded. As recent as 2022, a private group of explorers had recently started an effort to search for the plane, using drones to search areas that were inaccessible when the plane disappeared. Until it is found, the mystery of the missing Douglas C-54 remain open for speculation. It's a case in which the largest clue literally vanished into thin air. Staying in the skies above Alaska, our next case is also its most famous. It happened on October 16th of 1972. Just before 9 a.m. on that day, a twin-engine Cessna departed from Anchorage International Airport, headed for the capital city of Juneau, 575 miles away. On board the Cessna were two sitting U.S. congressmen, Alaska Representative Nick Begich, his aide, and House Majority Leader Hale Boggs of Louisiana, who was in Alaska campaigning with Begich for his re-election. The owner and pilot of the Cessna, a man named Don Jones, had flown the Cessna into Anchorage the night before from Fairbanks, after the plan had passed its mandatory 100-hour maintenance check. So from a mechanical perspective, the aircraft was sound. Ten minutes after it took off, Jones radioed the flight tower and provided his flight plan, which was to fly south to Yakutat and directly to Juneau from there. His flight plan was to use VFR, or visual flight rule, which his pilots speak for using plane eyesight as opposed to using flight instruments to fly the plane, something frowned upon in bad weather conditions. After the flight plan was recorded, the flight service specialist relayed the latest weather report to Jones, warning him of a moderate probability of icing, which was meant to tell him to regularly check his wings for ice. After Jones acknowledged the message, the Cessna and her crew would never be seen or heard from again. The flight time from Anchorage to Juneau should have only taken three and a half hours. But when it didn't arrive as planned, and no other radio contact was established, a massive search effort took place. The Coast Guard, Navy, Army, Air Force, and Civil Air Patrol all took part in the search effort, which covered the Cessna's entire flight path from Anchorage to Juneau. But not a single trace of the plane or its passengers were found. And after 39 days, the search effort ceased. Two months later, on December 29th of 1972, the pilot and passengers of the missing twin-engine Cessna were all declared legally dead. Of course, plenty of speculation and conspiracy theories came from two U.S. congressmen disappearing mysteriously. One of those theories involved the belief that Hale Boggs may have been a target of the so-called Deep State. Boggs, you see, had once been a member of the Warren Commission, which investigated the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It was once reported that Boggs had disagreed with the Warren Commission's conclusion that Lee Harvey Oswald was a single gunman working alone. This was something Boggs would later deny publicly, saying he did agree with those findings. But later unconfirmed reports suggested he was working behind the scenes 
on new information before he vanished. Another strange theory involved a bomb being planted on the small plane prior to takeoff. This came from the fact that a year after the plane vanished, the widow of missing Congressman Nick Begich, Peggy Begich, married a man named Jerry Max Paisley. Paisley was a low-level member of the mob, and after his divorce from Peggy, he was sentenced to life in an Arizona prison for murder and bomb-making. Paisley died in prison on September 9th, 2010. And if there was anything to the bomb theory and Paisley's connection to the missing plane, it has not gained much traction outside of speculation. So for now, what we do know about these two cases is that two seemingly mechanically sound aircraft with competent pilots somehow vanished without a trace in the skies over Alaska. It is said that Alaska is home to a strong concentration of magnetic properties and anomalies, which has given rise to people believing in the so-called Alaskan Triangle, a triangular area that over 16,000 disappearances have taken place on the ground and in the air. There's belief that within the Alaskan Triangle, there lies a vortex, a portal to a different time or dimension with forces strong enough to make people in airplanes disappear without a trace. The natives of Alaska believed that the skies over their lands were haunted by the souls of the dead. The Inuit tribe in particular believed that the glow of the aurora borealis was light cast from lanterns held by demons in search of lost souls. Whatever the belief may be, it is uniquely strange that native legends and the strange theories of the Alaskan Triangle in their own ways both come to a similar overall conclusion that there is indeed something strange in the skies over Alaska. As we said earlier, strange occurrences are not isolated to the skies over Alaska. People disappear on the ground too, vanishing into thin air sometimes literally, which is where we begin with case three, near the finish line, the disappearance of Paul Michael Lemaitre. The first on the ground case happened on July 4th of 2012. On that day, several hundred people descended onto the small town of Seward, Alaska to take part in the three mile Mount Marathon race. Seward is located in the Gulf of Alaska, just south of Anchorage, which is on the western end point of the so-called Alaskan Triangle. It was during this race that 66-year-old Paul Michael Lemaitre was photographed mid-race smiling as he passed a checkpoint during the race's vertical rise before the finish line. He had passed the final checkpoint at 6 p.m. and was seen headed back down the mountain. And although some of the trail conditions were less than ideal due to rain the day before, the trail he was on was still in good shape for the marathon. The finish line was just 200 feet from the last checkpoint, where officials recorded his bib number, 548. After that, no one saw Paul Michael Lemaitre again. Weeks of searches by mountain rescue workers, search dogs, and law enforcement did not find a single trace or clue of the missing marathoner who vanished within 200 feet of the finish line.
According to the Yupik natives, lurking on the Alaskan tundra are mischievous creatures they call Irenkrat. They appear to be human, only smaller. They purposely disorient and confuse those traveling near underground lairs, where they eventually trap and possibly consume them. Centuries ago, when people vanished with no explainable reason, people created legends and folklore to fill the unknown with a possibility, regardless of how far-fetched that possibility could be. It couldn't be excluded entirely, just like the stories of a portal or vortex that makes people and airplanes disappear. Case 4, The Kilut, The Disappearance of Doran Sanford This case takes place on August 28th of 2020, when a 34-year-old native Alaskan named Doran Sanford disappeared in Fairbanks, Alaska, near the center of the Alaskan Triangle. At the time he disappeared, Doran was living and working in Anchorage, but was in Fairbanks visiting friends, when his dog, a Rottweiler named Groot, had went missing. Doran was last seen searching for Groot near Airport Road when he too disappeared without a trace. After not hearing from Doran for several weeks, his family reported him missing on September 14th, but not a trace of Doran or Groot has been discovered since. Authorities had believed Groot had been euthanized at a dog shelter in Fairbanks. However, after investigating further, they didn't believe the dog in question was Doran's. A $10,000 reward is being offered by his family for information leading to his whereabouts. To date, his case remains unsolved, and foul play is suspected in his disappearance. According to Inuit legend, the Kilut is an evil spirit on Earth, described as a hairless black dog preying on those who seek and wander. Its tracks are said to vanish, given reason for why its victims also mysteriously vanish. Case 5. Lost at Sea. The Disappearance of Marion Lynn Carver. Our last case takes us off the ground and into the sea where a 40-year-old single mother named Marion Lynn Carver boarded the celebrity cruise ship Mercury in Seattle, Washington on August 27th of 2004. It was headed to Juneau, Alaska and would make stops in Alaska along the way, including in Skagway, Ketchikan, before its final stop on September 3rd in Vancouver, British Columbia. All that is known for certain is that Marion boarded the Mercury, but she was never confirmed to have gotten off of it. In fact, August 28th is the last confirmed sighting of her on the ship. It took until September 7th for her family to realize she was missing. As they were not aware of the trip, her father Kendall Carver eventually hired private investigators to get to the bottom of her disappearance, which is how her family learned that she had gone on the cruise through credit card statements. What Kendall Carver learned next was deeply disturbing. According to the cruise line, they were aware Marion vanished during the cruise, and that most of her belongings had already been donated by them to charity. The cruise line confirmed that Marion never used her C-Pass, which is an onboard credit card that is also used as identification. 
The Carver family sued the cruise line, and in response, cruise line officials issued a statement saying that they believed Marion committed suicide by jumping overboard. The Carvers won their lawsuit against the cruise line, and Kendall Carver went on to create the International Cruise Victims Advocacy Group to help other families get answers from cruise line officials and to change how they treat missing persons incidents. Sadly, Kendall Carver passed away in 2019, having won a battle, but never getting answers in his daughter's disappearance. Marion's obituary describes her absence as lost at sea. The Kushtaka were believed to be shape-shifting creatures that lived in the waters of Alaska. They were said to be deceptive, offering to be helpful as a way to lure its victims into the water. It was the only reason given that would cause inexplicable behavior of fishermen who jumped to their deaths into frigid waters, which tells us all that no matter the time period, everyone tries to rationalize irrational events. Alaska. We could spend weeks just reading off the names of the unsolved missing persons cases and strange events that have been reported there, which we may revisit in a future episode. But until then, we're left to wonder and ponder the unknown. Is the triangular area of the state, an area of the Yukon, home to magnetic properties that are intense enough to make objects and people disappear? Folklore and legends are typically born from the inexplicable from demons in the sky to creatures on the land and in the sea. It's easy to forget that before disappearance cases were being documented, that people had been vanishing in Alaska for centuries. So for now, we will leave the unexplained to speculation. Hey everybody, lately it's been a struggle for me to create content for this podcast, just with everything I have to get to in a single day. Life and work create challenges that can throw us all off balance, and because of that I'm always looking for products that can provide a cognitive edge to keep my mind in that free flow state where focus and energy over an extended period of time is necessary. Well recently I started using a product called Magic Mind. It's a small shot of natural nootropics and adaptogens that reduce stress and improve physical and mental endurance while enhancing mental clarity and increasing your body's resistance to stress. I drink a shot of it in the morning and the results last an entire day without the jittery or anxious side effects of caffeine. So if you want to give this life hack a try, just go to www.magicmind.com disappeared and you can get 40% off your subscription price for the next 10 days with my code disappeared to zero. That's D-I-S-A-P-P-E-A-R-E-D, the number two, the number zero. That code is also good for 20% off of a one-time purchase, and they offer a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain just by trying it. 